Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Duminal Crossing, as always. But man, this is a this is a big day. It's a new it's a new era for this podcast, and uh, we are live over on YouTube, and we are joined by not one but two musical geniuses that we have uh, been lucky enough to have on our show with us today. Uh, I'll introduce you first, Lacey Johnson, who you might remember from appearing with uh, with Doom a couple months ago for her album Next Mission, which I was really bummed out that I actually I I was out of town that weekend. I got to miss that episode. Yeah, so we're making up for it now. And uh, this man needs no introduction. Cinemax, you have heard. I guarantee you've heard some of his Metroid covers, and and it sounds like literally it could be from Metroid Prime Four. So this is this is awesome. I, I'm I'm happy that you guys are here. I'm pumped. And I guess Doom, I better give you a shout out for arranging this whole shindig together. But yeah, I'm a huge, huge Lacey fan, huge Cinemax fan. I've been uh, listening to you guys for a while. Obviously, Lacey, you know, uh, we brought you on uh, over the summer of 2022 to talk about your new album, uh, which I still have in my gym playlist. So, you know, <laughs> good job there. Hell yes. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then, yeah, Cinemax, I've been listening to you now for a few years now since you started doing your, your music detective work, finding all these synth libraries mm. and sample patches. Um, and, you know, since then, you know, it's grown into something incredible. You know, you've actually met um, producer Z-Time, who actually made a lot of these original samples that have appeared uh, in the Prime games. And even in uh, Prime Remastered, which just came out, which I'm sure we'll all talk about well, later. We'll but, yeah, there, I'm, definitely. but, yeah, I'm definitely. But, yeah, I'm so happy to have you all on. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a we're going to have a good episode today, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Um, definitely. So yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty pumped. And as Doom kind of alluded to, there is absolutely a reason. I mean, beyond just having cool Metroid people on the show, but there is a reason that we've selected all of these very specific cool Metroid people to appear on this specific show. Um, and Doom, I kind of I kind of feel like again, this this is your baby. So I, I don't want to I don't want to overstep anything. I, I think that you should uh, kind of lead us in, and we could build up to it, and then we can. Uh, do I even say play the track? I guess. I guess I, there's my tease. Well, there. We, I think. I, I think we might just drop the bombshell right now. So I do it. So everyone knows that you know Andy, Dak, and me of the trio that's on the podcast. I am known as the music guy, but I'm not really. Uh, I'm not really more of a composer. I'm more of an engineer. I'm more. I more like to work behind the scenes as a technical person, but. You know, throughout the years, because I'm the music guy, a lot of people have asked me, you should record a podcast theme for the podcast. And I'm like, I don't know. That's not really my thing. I don't know if I'm really comfortable doing that. It's not really my domain. But last year um, was Metroid Prime's 20th anniversary, which for me is a very personal moment in my life. I had a lot of personal projects going on, including a video I released on my channel, uh, you know, diving into um, a thorough analysis of that score. But also behind the scenes in secret, I started uh, noodling around with some sheet music and Muse score. And what started out as, you know, a couple of measures eventually turned into a three-minute epic. And I really liked how it turned out, but I thought, you know, it doesn't sound Metroid enough. I need, you know, <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to go... I, I, you know, I, th I should actually go into my writing process, you know, before I go into the next part. So basically, when I was writing the score... You know, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but, you know, when I think of Metroid music, you know, the the key element that makes Metroid, and especially the Metroid Prime trilogy stand out to me, is this very narrow gray line that separates the diegetic and non-diegetic boundaries of interpretation by the player. 
And to me, that is that is the core essence of what met- makes Metroid music so unique, what makes it stand out. Now, of course, when doing a podcast theme, you're not composing it to an environment, so it gets a little tricky there. So what are you making the music for? And so I basically, I just had to think of what do I think of when I think of Metroid? And that's basically how I adapted the music for. So after I wrote the sheet music, I wanted to really get those Metroid elements, and I thought, well... Who better to call up than the man known for having this wide collection of samples and synth patches and, you know, a vast library. So I hired Cinemax. I sent him some sheet music, or at least the first draft of it. And uh, yeah, we started cooking. So Max, I kind of want to get your thoughts on on this, because I believe I contacted you at the end of October, maybe beginning of November. Uh, What were your thoughts uh, when you uh, first saw the sheet music? Uh, I thought uh, that it was uh, an interesting challenge for me. Uh, I thought that uh, it was something that I could do and and take the the sheet music that you gave me and work with it and and use it in a production sense so that way it emulates the the production sensibilities and techniques of Yamamoto san, uh, but also you know retaining that unique Omega Metroid podcast. Uh, vibe to it so Mm -hmm. uh with having the the synth gear and everything it it, and knowing what what kind of uh samples and and sound palettes that are already been put into place um by the previous soundtracks you know you just understand like okay well this element what kind of synth sounds good with that and and duminal and i we we went back and forth at at uh, going in about like you know, like, hey, what, what, what's in patchworks and, and, and with this section? Or, hey, can we, you know, go with a, it uh, sounds better, this octave higher. Because um, that's, that's a lot, a lot of things is that sometimes, uh, you know, there's a lot more finessing with synth presets than, than people realize. Because I think there's even some stuff like um, uh, with Flagra, uh, where there's like the attack on the, on the, the, uh, the synth pads are, are attenuated slightly differently than, in the original preset, so they're like a little bit sharper attack on those pads. Um, so there's sometimes every once in a while there is modifications, minor modifications to the presets to help make it fit better with the song. Um, and and that's just like with this process, the exact same thing where you're you're taking uh, you know these these synth leads and, and, and presets from uh, and, and trying to figure out like okay, does it sound good in this register? Does it sound good in this octave? Uh, do we need to EQ it? You know, so that was that was pretty much the process of going back and forth. So, you know, you mentioned, or sorry, you go, Andy. Well, I, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like maybe my my role here with all you guys is to kind of represent the the regular, like the everyman, because obviously you you guys know your stuff. You guys are all like uh, so, so educated the way of making music, how music like just functions, right? And like, I would never say that that's me, but. One one thing that I, I to be honest, like even before I I even like kind of put put it together, like when I was like when I was younger, I would listen to some of this this Metroid Prime music, and then I realized some of it was was your music, Max, and I was like, how does like how does this sound like like Metroid Prime, and and like because it it really like I like I kind of said earlier, like it, it it sounds like it could have just been ripped right from a cut area in Metroid Prime or like a, a track for Metroid Prime 4 coming up. And mm-hmm. and I think 
and you'll have to forgive me because I, I like i said i'm not a music guy I do makes fun of me all the time for this but like i'm like i know i don't to me <laughs> to me it's like the the kind of like synthy like twanginess almost of it that that really sells it and i and when i heard that in the podcast theme i i was just like damn like this this is like this is metroid to me so i don't know maybe you could just like kind of explain to like the the schmucks like me who are listening to doom and being like oh what 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 was that i didn't quite catch that like what what is it and just about your music in general that just makes it like so metroid like for lack of better for lack of better term uh i i think it it's twofold right um there is the production aspect and then there is the composition aspect and and fortunately we had the composition already there and it already you know when you think of metroid prime in in music genres i think of industrial idm ambient uh, even a little bit of gothic with with uh, you know like uh, uh, Metroid Prime Two. Yeah. Um, uh, th- these so listening to that music and 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 using it as inspiration as a base as an understanding of like okay this is where you can get you know even and, and of course metal metal I cannot forget metal because Kenji Yamamoto is a big metalhead and um, so and he plays you good can definitely too. I was gonna say yeah. you can definitely see that in uh, Prime Pinball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, when Chauffeur and I started listening to metal stuff and, and and I was like being introduced to that world and it's like, oh my God, I could hear so many ideas and stuff. So it's like, you know, for the next uh, LP, I got like, you know, I've been listening to Deftones and stuff. I'm like, okay, this is giving me ideas for some, some prime inspired music. But uh, so th- the whole notion is that like composition getting back to my original thought is composition is important um and i remember listening to uh one of kiwi talks podcasts uh and um uh, the, the the gentleman that worked on uh, metroid prime hunters um and of course his name is escaping me uh, lawrence maybe um, uh lawrence schwedler i believe yeah I, I think i think that's who yeah uh uh and he he had he was talking about how yamamoto san said like don't do anything that's like pentatonic scale or you know oriental sounding because it it, it it doesn't need to sound like that it needs to sound like more alien and stuff like that mm. so uh so that was like one cue uh i forget that was I, that was either a guideline or in response to a cue that that he had written um so understanding that those kind of guidelines and rules and stuff in the composition a- aspect is important the other flip side is understanding the gear and the protection techniques and how the composer uses the gear to create the sound and 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 a lot of times with like how people take sound banks and convert those into sound fonts and and are you know how like toby fox used the earthbound sound font to create a lot of music for undertale uh you know that right there already gives you uh you know uh closer to you know that similar sound palette that the composers, the similar sound design that the composers and sound designers created for the world, mm-hmm. uh, the video and for this video game and the OST and everything. Uh, so, and it was, of course, what's great is you know, yeah, it's cool having the original gear and stuff. Uh, it, but with synth technology nowadays, you don't necessarily have to have the exact same gear. You know, maybe you could have some samples and stuff. That's cool. 
but like you know like with stuff like like i don't have a korg ms2000 right that's the that's the synth that you should get if you want to have like um you know kenji yamamoto's gear and stuff right but i have a micro korg and it works perfectly fine for the most part there are a couple presets like the one from chozo ruins that doesn't it doesn't work because um the arpeggiator uh is different um on this synth but uh, i'm getting into technical stuff uh the point is is that you don't necessarily have to have the exact same gear to make metroid prime music you know mm. i just found out that the the sc880 uh rolling thing i have here it wasn't is the, the exact same thing because it's missing some sounds uh from Fendrana drifts uh, depths i was talking about that before the podcast was rolling and um so so again understanding that you don't necessarily have to have the same gear but uh, knowing what was used can be help helpful in recreating that sound so it was a very long-winded answer <laughs> but, no we like that on the podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it's, yeah it's 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 a plethora you could just you can, i i can talk for days about it it's just there's so much knowledge because it's again there's like a uh well thought out sound design that's carried out you know same right. same synth patches are, re are reused throughout the trilogy that kind of create like a unifying sound palette sound design right. uh throughout those games and that's what i think that's what really makes prime stand out because there was it, just the reusing of, of 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 sound assets like that not not sound assets like in a video game sense but in terms of like you know just general company assets like the synth owned by nintendo you know just reusing the same stuff over and over again creates this unifying uh, sound signature that the games have mm -hmm. i've got i've got one more question before i throw it back to you doom and and it's actually because as i mentioned earlier i, I didn't get a chance to to be on the first episode that we had with you Lacey. um i know i know that like, both of you guys have done a lot of music that uh you know is outside the metroid series but um i guess Lacey, my question for you is like what kind of what about like the Metroid music that like kind of just drew you in and was just like, yes, this is something that I want to like record and, and make an album in my own interpretation of. So um, it's funny because Max, even as you were speaking, I was connecting dots in my mind <laughs> that I had never thought of before. It, <laughs> what attracts me to the Metroid soundtrack, it just kind of as a franchise as a whole, like the motifs, everything is it's different. It's so different than so many other franchises, even things that are trying to be a Metroidvania or like something within that realm mm -hmm. of a game. <clears throat> Metroid goes where I never expect it to go. And I think that's what always made me so interested in it. And for me, like um, my two favorite Metroid games are, well, and that's changing all the time, but as of today, um, it's, uh, Super Metroid and Metroid Dread, and I think what they definitely have, they have a lot of elements in common just as a game. Yeah. Um, as a side, you know, like a platformer in general, but like, there's a lot of thematic elements that I think I really enjoyed, and I liked how open a lot of the music is. I like how there's so much dissonance that works really well together, so there's a lot of things that you don't expect to pair Mm -hmm. And that was something I really enjoyed when I was making my record. It was like, there's a lot of stuff that in my mind should not go together. Uh, you have this like super punchy arpeggiating bass pattern going on. And then you have a very clean sine wave on top of it. That's so separate and disconnected. 
and it's the separate the separation between the sounds themselves that makes it successful and it creates the space that I feel like the score is always really known for and like you know just Max hearing you talk about that just now I was like Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. Like all the, so much of what I did, I didn't even realize why I was doing it cuz like for me if I'm doing covers, which is what I'm known for, um I try and kind of get myself in the headspace of what is what is the purpose of the sound? What is the purpose of the beat? Any sort of texture, anything like that. There's always a reason for it. It's never just here you go. So <laughs> like trying to get kind of in the headspace of why we would use those sounds, why we would use the certain, you know, as we were talking about reverb tales, like why would there be more space on this one song versus not? There's always a reason. So you want to kind of put yourself in that mind space for it. And Metroid has been one of those that makes me think more than a lot of other music. And that's not a disparaging thing against other music, but it kept me coming back to it. And I went, yeah. okay, I'm making a record. Okay, that's yeah. how this is going to go. Like, great. <laughs> but it's... um yeah, I think so much of it has been so fun to interpret in my own style, my own influences, and just kind of run wild with. It's been a, a really, really inspiring soundtrack to take, expand, interpret, yeah. and just have fun with, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, do mention that uh, Next Mission is on his gym playlist. That's yeah. a good That's a good playlist to have on, or a good album to have a, on a playlist like that, for sure. Um, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Do, <laughs> you gotta have, you, you gotta have. Oh, I think Doom, Doom is in Frozen Land or something. Um, oh, there you uh, go. Can you not hear me? Yeah, you're oh, back. There we are. How okay. you doing? Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, you got to have Ridley see him on the uh, on the weightlifting playlist oh. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. yeah. Um. Anyways, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kind of take the sideways Doom. I, I know you want to talk about the tracks, so I'll throw it back to you. No, absolutely not. No, I'm I'm loving this right now. <laughs> But no, um, uh, Max, you actually brought something up earlier that I wanted to go back to, and that is the uh, the finessing that we went through to get certain uh, patches and samples just right. And I think you might know where I'm going with this, but there's one particular patch that we spent so much time getting to absolute perfection. I think I, I used I, I think I used the Goldilocks porridge uh, reference uh, when, I, when I was talking about how fine tuned I wanted to get, and that was the Invaders patch. That appears near the end of the piece. And for those of you, uh, for those of you in the audience who don't know the names of these uh, patches by heart, Invaders, you can actually hear this in the Prime title theme and a few other tracks that recur throughout the uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy. It's kind of the the gross, squishy, organic-like sounding patch that you hear in the title theme, though. That, that kind of that that kind of patch. That was incredible. That was like Such damn accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's, holy. Uh, no, it's the, it, it's the very first sound you hear when you boot up the game. Um, so yes. it, it's uh, <laughs> it's also uh, used in uh, uh, Quebec uh, by uh, Ween. Uh, there's a track, I'm not going to say the, the whole name because it's censored, but uh, the F jam uh, is the exact <laughs> same uh, preset. Uh, so if you listen to that track after the podcast, you go, oh my God, it's Metroid Prime in a, in a Ween track. It's 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 amazing. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna need the link to that uh, to that track definitely after the show. We'll we'll take it's, that out. It's yeah, your your mind will be blown. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's but your yeah. that's your Wayne Metroid crossover. Wow. 
But yeah, that specific synth patch, like we like we definitely went through a, f- a few takes on them, but of all of them, that is by far the one we spent the most time on that occurs near the end of the piece. That was like, I think there was like three or four separate drafts of like getting that tone just right for that. Yeah, it, it's placement and understanding like this happens to me a lot when doing the percussion for like using Z times on civilized groove samples. It's, it's understanding when is it too much and when is it too little, uh, you want to create some sort of atmosphere, some air. Um, and, but at the same time, you don't want to muddy everything and, and cloud everything up. So, uh, th- these are, uh, again, all this stuff is, it's in a word, it's intent, right? It's just being mm-hmm. intentful and understanding, like how do you, place stuff in the mix and everything and um so that's a it's that that's that's always the challenge because like all what i'll do is i'll like on a track you know for the lp i'll, I'll come back to it uh, after a couple of days break off it and i'll listen to it and i'm like oh my god these drums what 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 was i way too much too much you know and and then i'll redo it but then like i'll be like okay this is a lot less chaotic but a lot more like there's a groove going on with it and stuff so because uh, that's the thing that's interesting. There's like, you know, even though with like, you know, Emperor Ng, you know, it's like the final boss battle. It's like there's a little bit of a groove going on with that beat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just uh, it's just thinking, you know, looking at stuff from a different perspective, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, really quick. Yeah. I know I know that uh, Lacey mentioned that her favorites are Super Metroid and, and Metroid Dread. Max, what are just. What are your favorite Metroid games? Would it be fair to assume Metroid Prime maybe is your favorite? Uh, so it's interesting. It's interesting. So I, I recently replayed uh, Metroid Prime on the GameCube this a uh, couple months before okay. Remastered was announced, and um, I, I it, it was it, it it's funny because I appreciate the game for what it is and everything, and it's it artfully it's beautiful and everything. And uh, there's something about Prime 2, though, where it's there's a little bit more of an emotional core mm. and emotional impact and mm-hmm. being able to having, you know, you have a species like the Luminoff and, and you're reading the bios and hearing like, oh, this one died at its post of starvation and stuff. And mm. it's like, dang, you know, yeah. there's yeah. there's there's a there's a more like, you know, emotional impact to that. I mean, you get that with the Chozo Ghost as well, right? You really do. It, but it's like up to eleven in mm-hmm. Echoes, yeah. and 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 also, and this is just a personal thing. I just like that more goth aesthetic with with Echoes and and, and the Dark Gang and everything, and, <laughs> and 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 the ending with 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 Dark Samus and and her three eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and just seeing like Samus react in the light suit, and she's just like taken aback, just like. Like what is going on? You know, it's like one of the few times in the series where you see Samus go like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what what's going?" You know, and and and, and that kind of uh, emoting and stuff, I really resonated with. Um, but uh, right now, uh, that so in terms of three D Metroid, uh, it's it's Met- it's Prime Two Two D Metroid. Uh, back in May, like right before Nintendo reached out to ask to take down the, the dread remixes and stuff. Uh, we did uh, super Metroid mm-hmm. and I cried at the end of super Metroid. It was incredible. Um, it was, uh, it, 
the, the, I was amazed how like a 16 bit game could emote mm-hmm. uh, like that. And it, it was, it's a masterpiece in minimalist storytelling. Um, yeah. And I got, I got my it, co-host on the Zelda cast to play super, I, I'm like, a, I'm always trying to get people to play Metroid on, on the Zelda side. <laughs> so she played super Metroid and she's like, Andy, what the hell? You didn't tell me like what was coming at the end. And uh, she's she's yet to forgive me since. It's it's actually speaking of Zelda. It's funny that you say Metroid Prime Two because I, to me, I always kind of that's like the most Zelda Metroid game to me because it's almost like you go into the areas and like you do them almost like a dungeon and like I never thought of it like that. I I see it that way too. You, like How you have that? you have minimal backtracking. Like there are some times where you have to go back to like Aegon or or Torvser, but it's like it's very minimal. So it's almost it just is. like kind of you. Do dungeon one, then dungeon two, then dungeon three. I've always kind of thought that it did a good job of like separating itself from Prime, which is kind of all over the place, and then Corruption, which is kind of just like more of like a a straight story, I guess if you would. So yeah, I, I do love how each of them are different. Uh, but uh, anyways, Doom, I'm I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm I'm taking I'm trying to keep to you trying to I keep wasn't... us on track. I'm taking us off track. You weren't you weren't cutting me off at all. I wasn't saying anything. I'm just I'm enjoying hearing everyone's stories. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So what happened next with with this composition, Doom? Throws on my end. Oh, there we go. And we're back now. Okay. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So basically. So yeah. Things were going pretty good uh, throughout November. Uh. But then we hit December, and then uh. Max, we were talking about this before the show, but. Um, you had a flooding situation, uh, very unfortunately. That uh, thankfully it seems to have been sorted out by now. Luckily, but yeah, that was definitely yeah. that was definitely a big, uh, understandable setback. Um, why don't you talk about what what was what that was like? I guess. Well, it's just the 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 place I rent. It the the we have uh, the I live in Florida, and the tropical storm Nicole came in mm. and. The, the pipe is so old that the it's like a galvanized pipe and uh, it finally went and thankfully it did not the, the the water did not get into my bedroom where all my gear is and everything but it it started flooding the the kitchen and the uh, the the back room and stuff uh, and it was it was and it, it was it was crazy absolutely crazy but uh, you know it, it, fortunately you know I, it's I'm you know I'm a renter so but I, 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 you know, so the whole the whole situation was 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 uh, a, another uh, fun thing that you know real life does, <laughs> uh, oh. as, as I'm sure everyone's aware. Um, but uh, I'm just grateful that uh, you know nothing really bad happened, or, or, or you know no one got hurt, or no, no gear got damaged. So uh, just very you know just counting my blessings and stuff. So that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I completely empathize with you. Like six years ago, uh, I I was uh, I was renting an apartment as well, and like we had water mm-hmm. baseboard heater, and I was on the 14th floor, and the guy on the 15th floor, his his burst, so my apartment flooded. And, but, oh no! And it, but it, it like came through the walls, so like it didn't kind of. It wasn't like it was raining, but it like it was slowly mm-hmm. kind of coming up, oh. and like. And oh, they never God. fixed it properly, so it flooded again and again. Like every every four months, it was like we had those giant dehumidifiers and like I had no floor for a couple of weeks. Uh, every, anytime anyone says flooding, I just immediately, my heart. Goes uh, up to oh, yeah. yeah it, our, it uh, our community manager Lilith had a flood recently. Yeah. Too, although actually, it looks like, it, 
Yeah, it looks like she's on the tail end of it, though. Luckily, yeah. um, her and her partner are going to be out of that soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, I, cool. I felt so bad for her. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel bad that, that that happened to you. But, I mean, like you said, at least no no equipment or anything like that was, was yeah. damaged. So that's good, at least. Yeah. The silver lining. And, and, and the stuff that, you know, I have storage rooms, and, and that's where I keep all the stuff. Uh, like my, you know, my toy collection and stuff, you know, mm. you know, and, and, and other games and stuff when I was a kid and, uh, you know, they're in plastic bins. So they're that, you know, that was good, you know, so none of my Lego or anything got messed up, but, but it was like, you know, it's nerve wracking. Cause it's like, it, it, you know, thank God, you know, we were at home when it happened. Yeah. When it oh yeah. yeah Cause, no uh, uh, eight bit guy. Uh, his like place flooded while he was gone or something. Uh, this was a uh, uh, like around the pandemic or something, and it was like snowing in Texas. It, 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 you should check that out on his YouTube channel. It's just absolute nightmare. Um, yeah. Oof. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's it's uh, it's no bueno. Yeah. yeah, no good at all. No good at all. Um, but so I mean, obviously things recovered, and we. We got we got it back on track. What what was the next step? Yeah, so basically, uh, oh, I was just gonna say. So yeah, after Cinemax told me that um, that the house flooded, I was like, okay, you know what? We're putting the project on hold. This takes precedent. You get that sorted out. We don't have like a deadline or anything. You know this, so we don't have to get this done like by January or anything. Get that stuff sorted out first, and we can just come back to this later once you know every all that is done. So. Mm. I think we started we started up again about halfway through January um, with the process again, and we really started getting on board with it from there. And as we were approaching the final draft, though, I was like, you know, I like what I'm hearing, but there's something missing from this. And I, because you know, at the end of the day, I want this to be I want this to be a Metroid soundtrack, but I also, you know, at the end of the day, it's also a podcast theme, and I want to put. Um, a little more unique energy. I don't want it to just be a Metroid ripoff track, even though most of the themes are original compositions, but just in tonally and styly. And I was and I was looking at um I put random instrument names for them for the synth patches we were gonna use, and one of the instruments that I wrote down was electric guitar, not intending to use the electric guitar at all. And it's this little it's this very brief motif of the Prime One theme that goes do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Um, and again, I never intended to put an electric guitar there. It was just kind of a placeholder instrument I used, but I thought, okay, but what if we actually did do an electric guitar, though? That might be kind of cool. <laughs> and then and then I kind of go and I kind of went from there and I was like, you know what? What if there was also a, a solo that was on top of this at all because it's um it's kind of um a reprisal theme from the beginning of the piece. What if we had a, a solo layered on top of that to really make this feel more grander and epic to kind of send off the piece? And then immediately I thought, well, Metroid and guitar. Well, I know exactly who I'm messaging, and so Lacey Johnson uh, got the call. I want to say in <laughs> February. I think I I think I sent yeah. out that email to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lacey, um, what was, uh, what were your first thoughts when, uh, you got this request? Um, I honestly, I was so on board. I was like, oh, y'all count me in. Like, whatever I can do, I'm down. Um, and like, I couldn't believe how good the draft was because it literally, and that's not to offend anyone here at, at all, because like, it literally sounds like it belongs <laughs> in Metroid. And I was like, right? what? 
how this is original like what okay cool but like i love the melody i had so much fun interpreting that in a few ways and like i wanted to kind of um i don't know i mean the parts were super fun and i chose uh some similar kind of sounds that i did for my album next mission um because i knew that already kind of was like in the realm of metroid and it worked um but it's such a cool it's such a cool theme and it was <laughs> it didn't take me long at all to find some melodic ideas to write in there for the solo and like get everything kind of where it needed to be it and that's usually a very good thing if things are very simple where I'm like, okay, cool. I can sit down and just immediately start putting ideas down. Um, and that was exactly what happened, which was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked how fast you sent that uh, that solo to me. I was expecting, okay, I'll probably hear back in like two or three more weeks. I heard back within days, just like, all right, here's your solo and here's multiple uh, guitar parts <laughs> yeah. um, that I also interpreted as well for uh, yep. that for that Prime 1 motif. Um, yeah. And and it turns out I'm glad you did that because it turns out I used one of the lower octave uh, versions that you sent mm -hmm. as opposed to what's on the sheet music. Mm. So yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I was like playing it in both spots because there was the sheet music to tell me the octave it was in, and I went, "What if it was lower though?" And I played it lower, and I went, "I'ma send both. I'ma record both. <laughs> just let's just do my due diligence here. You can either, you know, you can even make it all." Octavy and sound very, I don't know, spacey or something. <laughs> like Those are musical terms I like. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm trying, you know, I, I, yeah. I understand. But yeah, you could use either, you could use both, you could switch, I don't know. Like, I, I was throwing the ball in your court just because it was like, well, I don't know, this sounds good to me, but I respect the composer's vision and, you know, if that's where it was, that's where it was. So, either way, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I really well, appreciate it. We actually, we actually did EQ it a bit to get... Uh, the the solo itself to get a more uh, spacey sound in it, so sure. we definitely we definitely Good. did that as well. But uh, awesome, it was but, yeah, minute, I was... though. It was it was minute because like uh, it, I was very happy with how how the guitar parts fit in with the piece. So it was Sweet. really awesome. And it was really really great getting your uh, your elements in there because it, it it really gave that energy of like the prime two opening for me. Hearing yeah. the guitar, guitar elements in there, and I'm like, ah, this is nice. This is really, <laughs> this ties the whole room together, you know. Well, so, yeah, that no, was you did a really great job. That was oh, actually one of the, yeah, it was phenomenal, Lacey. That was, but that was actually one of the specific um, when I was looking for like guitar tones and references. I specifically used Prime Two, uh, the mm -hmm. guitar and Rundus's theme from Prime Three, and then I also mm -hmm. used. Uh, I also used um, some of the uh, the Halo Infinite multiplayer guitars. Yeah. Uh, the more those kind of more ghostly, drawn out, reverb heavy uh, guitars, mm -hmm. as well for uh, potential tones. When I mm -hmm. when I sent the pitch over to Lacey, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, yeah. As uh, the viewers will soon uh, hear, yeah, I uh, we all quite like the way that it turned out. Uh, and, and before we play it, I actually I scrolled back through my messages with Doom. And I want to reenact my response when I shared this with you. So here we you go. might have to censor a few words, Andy. Yes, yes, you're right, actually. Uh, holy blank. Wow, that's like Metroid music. Exactly like it. Wow. The middle part goes hard. That's incredible. Wow. That was that was my messages to Doom. Uh, so I was, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. It sounded wicked. Um, and I guess if you, if you want, let's, let's rock this thing. Yeah, we've been talking about it. Let's uh, let's actually hear uh, the fine work that 
y'all put into this. All right. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. track it it whips ass there's no other way to say it i know i said don't use bad language but here i am i have a question for uh for you guys and and uh, anyone that knows maybe answer but like one thing like the the guitar sounds like metroid the the synth sounds like metroid one thing that's that's underrated that i was like really rocking to that adds that that metroidiness is like 
I don't know how to describe like like almost like the voice like the oh yeah like yep. and I don't know yep. what to call that but like it just first of all what is that called second those are of all, those are choirs yeah is is choir. it just like literally yeah okay it just yeah, like synthesized it, choirs oh like it 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 makes it like it sounds like mm-hmm. just like exactly what you would what you would think it should sound like in a Metroid game it's just ah mm-hmm. oh, awesome so awesome yeah so that so that goes back to like when I was first writing the piece and like when I think of Metroid like one of the first thing I think that I think about especially when it comes to Kenji Yamamoto is choirs like I think about the Chozo that's such a mm-hmm. huge part mm-hmm. of you know Metroid lore of uh, the gameplay even like even before Dread and you know those choirs you know ever since Super Metroid that have those have been um, a focal point in every single soundtrack moving forward every single mm-hmm. soundtrack post Super Metroid has choirs and so I knew I wanted to incorporate that in the piece, and I and I already knew at this point, you know, before I contacted Cinemax, I knew that you know he had already found several of those synth patches from not just Prime One, but also some of the new ones for Prime Three. And we used uh, we used all of those uh, throughout this piece as well. We have the uh, the Prime One, the Prime One choirs are the main through lines through the piece. However, that little interlude section where the Super Metroid theme crops up, uh, oh, with man, the, that when, goes hard. When the, yeah, when the when the female choirs come up, those are from Prime Three, uh, from the title cool. screens particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it rocks. Yeah. Uh, and so this this track is actually also available to download for free on Bandcamp. And uh, if you want to throw throw a donation in, you, you could definitely do that. But uh, yeah, it's it's up there. It's available. It's going to be linked in our uh, in our show episode notes going forward. We'll have it up on the website. It is there. Check it out. Uh, yeah, you can listen to it. You can listen to it without us talking over it. It's it's <laughs> yeah. like I think we all sound pretty cool, but I, I definitely definitely uh, prefer the track uh, without us uh, yabbering all over it. Yeah, and it definitely. also it also includes a bonus track as well. You can also hear uh, the original demo in Muse Score played directly uh, from the sheet music that I just composed as well as a nice little bonus track as well. So you can compare, you know, kind of what my initial vision was versus what the final product is. All right, all right. Well, there you go. A little, little uh, extra seasoning and salt, uh, if you will, from Doom. So thank you for and thank you for writing that Doom. Thank you guys for for man for just making this like just absolutely rock. Because uh, I mean, there's no I could I could say it a bunch uh, over and over and over again. But like, I just I, I I won't forget actually the first time you Doom sent me that. I was just like, holy crap! Like this, it it was it was like. I'm listening to the set. Like, how did he get the Metroid Prime Four soundtrack? I don't understand. Like, yeah, does he know yeah. someone at Nintendo? Is his uncle there? Like, so yeah, yeah you guys, you guys rocked it. It was awesome. It's on the Federation Force Two soundtrack, actually. Funny you ask. Yeah, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk like some general Metroid with you guys if, if you're up for for a few quick hits here. And um, I know, actually, I, th- I was going to start with Metroid Prime Remastered, but just hearing you guys kind of talk about Metroid Dread. I wanted your two cents on um, on two things. I'll, I'll break my question down into two uh, two parts. So the first is like I think like a fairly common critique of Metroid Dread is like the music maybe isn't as I don't know like memorable or or lively as some previous uh, Metroid games. So the first part of my question is I'd love to get your guys' opinion on that. And then my second part is. What like you're in charge of Nintendo? What would you have done differently to make that soundtrack maybe have a little bit more oomph, if if you will, the, the technical term oomph, you know? Um, and I guess uh, Lacey, we'll start with you. Uh, so like, 
I have a, such a love-hate relationship with Dread's soundtrack. Um, I I really actually like a lot of the space because that is such a big um, cornerstone of a lot of the Metroid soundtracks in general. Like I like that there is silence. They utilize silence really well. They mm-hmm. utilize maybe just air. Like you feel like should I notice that there's nothing here? You know, mm. it's a it's a mental game always, especially with composition. I had a teacher once tell me, a uh, music teacher, that silence is the most popular or the most important tool to use when composing music because it creates a pause. It lets you kind of process what's happening. So in that aspect, I love it. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just wish there was more, especially after like, um, I've been playing them out of order just because I didn't grow up with Metroid. So I've been kind of going back on my own and playing Mm -hmm. titles. And after I played, especially Metroid Prime, the trilogy, I played it after I played Dread and I went, oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, There really should be more music in here. I don't mind. The pieces that are in there, I don't mind. I think it's fine. I think stylistically, it gives it, you know, a really, like, kind of um, ominous feeling as Mm -hmm. the listener. Because you're noticing there isn't something there. Um, But especially with my favorite being, like, Super Metroid and then playing Prime, I was like, no, you can still do both. It can still work both ways. So. I wish there was more music. I wish they actually maybe took, oops, sorry, took some of like the old themes and brought them back. They've started yeah. to kind of throw some motifs in like some of the um some of the pieces and of course all the names are escaping me right now, but like there were some nods to old Metroid motifs, but I'd say for the most part it just it really didn't have the characteristics that I think the franchise is so well known for. So yeah. to follow as the Mr. Nintendo, uh, I just, I really would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a callback to some of those classic themes, even in just a very ambient, ominous way that they were going for conceptually with Dread. I feel like just having that a little more would have made it a much more successful soundtrack as a whole. Yeah. But the, I mean, I covered it. The theme of Samus in Dread is just like, with those choirs it's just amazing like having all actual voices in there it just like chills you i and i love that i like i just love that a lot yeah i wish there was more of that and max i want to get your opinion in just a quick sec but Lacey, i'm glad you said that because i actually like pretty much agree verbatim like Mm -hmm. i think the soundtrack is like fine when you're listening to it it just it doesn't have that same power and i i was kind of i was i've been pitching doom and, and dak and i'm just like if just like one area maybe had like a, a, a nice remix or like yeah. maybe if like the water area was like a Meridia remix or something. Yeah. Or something to kind of make it just a little bit more memorable and maybe even more than one, maybe like two. Cause it, it, the music, when you're listening to it and playing it, I, I agree. Like it sounds, sounds good. Sounds like yeah. great. And, and the Ebby zones with their stillness is, is kind of cool too, but it's, it's yeah. eventually you're just like, okay, like I want to. Yeah, I'm over it. Come yeah, on. Let's yeah. like, let's go somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Cause it, the music should drive the action and I think it should all complement each other. Yeah. And for a game that's so action driven and so tense in a lot of ways, I think the music doesn't deliver 
to keep up with what the action of the game is doing personally. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree actually. Uh, Max, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. You're in charge of Nintendo. What are you doing? And then what do you think of the music in dread? (laughs) Take it down. Take it all down guys. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so first, I uh, very very valid strong points by all of you guys. Like uh, there is um, something inherently missing, uh, yeah. and there's uh, it, and and just to give you guys context, I haven't played the game yet, but I have seen the long play, um, and and so I, I know what to expect. And mm-hmm. music that I was expecting to hit a certain way did not hit like boss battles and stuff i'm going yep. where's where's the groove where's the like like even weird music has like um super metroid's um uh, minor boss confrontation the piano mm-hmm. one with mm-hmm. score mm-hmm. uh that one it's minimalist as hell but it has a weird like vibe. Uh, yeah, it's got a weird vibe, a weird melody to it that sticks with you. Yeah. And 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 I think melody is something I keep on reading on music Twitter over and over and over again by people. It's just this buzzword that keeps on popping up as of late. And I really think that really is, even though these songs in in Prime and Super Metroid, even you know, Super Metroid introduced uh, like real ambient elements into mm-hmm. you know you could do only do so much with nes right but or, or game boy but you know with having sample playback on on super nintendo you really can actually get like ambient sounds out of that device and so even with that you can still have like melodies underneath that even though you're going 80 bpm even though you're going unbelievably slow you can still have something that your brain later on recalls and goes yeah the you know, like the crater, right? That's super. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. can you can hear those choirs in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I think, and it's been a while since I've seen the long play, but you know, I think back to Metroid Dread gameplay, and there's a, a disconnect. Um, there's, I think that while Kenji Yamamoto supervised the soundtrack and everything, I think that it's just, they were, I think it's almost like they were trying to do something different. Um, and it kind of fell flat and, mm. and, and you could kind of tell that with just the story of the game too, how there's really no Metroids at all. Right. It's like even leaving less Metroids than echoes. Right. And that was already a big deviation. Um, from in terms of like you know there's not really any it's 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 a story in in the universe of metroid right um so whereas this is direct like lineage with with samus and 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 the chozo and everything in dread and 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 if you're going to be doing something like that then yeah bring back those themes and 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 the theme that they did bring back was that red brinstar it's like, well, you already did that in Echoes. I was going to say, like, like, I, I feel like that. And Samus back. Returns. Yeah. And that, that's one of yeah. my favorite tracks in the series, but, like, it's come back, like, a lot. And when, it, yeah. when right. you hear it, it's just kind of like, again? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's it, other it, themes. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's good right. ones. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, don't get me wrong. I love that theme. I love it. But it's like, 
there was in the there was choices both in composition and sound design that I'm going like it took me a while. I, I like them now, but the Emmy beeps were really weird at first. I was like, this is really kind of like now they're kind of charming and cute <laughs> and deadly. But like, uh, but like at first it was like it, it's like what is this R two D two thing? You know, like, yeah. like and and. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, and I think that's the other thing, like uh, this, and this puts me in the, probably in the minority. It's like, I don't like the ending for the, the, it's like, it's too much star Wars for me. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I totally, nothing wrong. Max, I totally agree. Just FYI. <laughs> I don't think uh, okay. that's actually that unpopular to be honest. I, okay. I like the ending, but I know many don't. Yeah. It's like what happened to my, my, you know, my, you know the ambience and the and the drive and the industrial you know it's just like there there was a darker edge to the prime that i realized yeah. that and 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 there's you know i mean but so did super metroid mm-hmm. you know like there's there's kind of weird creepy dark elements in super metroid but it's still got that you know you still got chibi animals in it right it, there there there's it, there you can have like you know japanese sensibilities and stuff like that in that kind of game and and still have like it's like it's kind of like Twin Peaks in that sense, right? Where you just like okay, cool. So, but it's like Twin Peaks, right? Yeah. Where you have like this weird, like you have funny stuff and crazy. Or Earthbound's a better example, right? Where it's yeah, you want to you want to diversify your your content in the game. So mm. you can't just be like like B movie sci fi all the time. You want to like branch out into that universe and understand like okay, what well, what you know. So like Prime kind of did that, and Dread tries to capture, I think, a lot of Super Metroid. And um, I only just started playing Fusion, and I understand mm-hmm. that that Fusion has a very similar co- uh, control mechanics and stuff to to uh, uh, Dread. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of feels the same because that was the first thing I noticed is that like Fusion has like mm-hmm. you're a lot more fluid than in like Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. You're a lot more floaty and stuff like that, and so. Um, that the like even fusion has like themes and stuff and 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 songs that like you're fighting a boss right like we just did security robot last night and you're fighting a boss and you're like that was good music i want to play the boss again because i want to hear that track mm-hmm. you know i don't think dread has that no nope. mm. what, what would if you have I... done to like make it like I, i'm sorry doom oh well, what I'm... i would have done yeah, you go first, Max. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, re- really quick in a in a not long winded answer. <laughs> um, basically, like, yeah, like I would re I would have reused some of the assets and, and sounds that like have already been established in in the uh, the trilogy mm-hmm. with with Prime or, or at least maybe not like again more callbacks to like like the 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 original themes and stuff but also like understand what made those themes and the sound design in those original games what made them great in the first place and mm-hmm. i think there there was just too much of like let's let's try let's try to be play it safe mm-hmm. i think there wasn't enough like like really like experimenting and trying to get like a, a unique like mm-hmm. a, a definitive sound signature so i see right. that yeah yeah, I, so I've I've talked about my thoughts on Dread soundtrack multiple times in the podcast, so I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. But um, 
Uh, Max, you used a word earlier on that perfectly summed up my thoughts, which was disconnect. And that's what I think of when I hear Dread's soundtrack. I think this belongs in a completely different game for the most part yeah. with a, with, with, you know, with some occasional exceptions. Mm. And, you know, while, you know, Andy and I have talked about this before, while I certainly would have liked to see more classic arrangements appearing from the previous games, you know, I've talked about how I've, I thought it was a huge missed opportunity that the, um, the, um, uh, the return to Criteria theme after you get power bombs. I feel like that would have been the perfect like return to the surface theme in Dread, especially because that's never appeared in a Metroid game before. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I would have liked that. I don't think that's the biggest issue with the soundtrack. My personal issues with the soundtrack is just a lot of that disconnect and a lot of these sound palettes that don't feel like they belong. And I sp- and I feel like it's especially present in the boss themes. You know, like you were like you were mentioning. You know, there's these very you know, there's these very cheap-sounding orchestral um, synthesizers used, and it almost gives off this feeling like they're almost played off of toys in many instances. I think of the Eskew theme. I think of the Eskew theme in particular, which is that B-boss that gives you the uh, storm missiles um, off the top of my head. And I was listening to it, and I'm like, this sounds like a Mario Galaxy boss. This doesn't sound like a Metroid boss at all whatsoever. And uh, and then uh, Ray... Ravenbeak, which is a theme that I actually really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Again, it feels more like something that would appear in like a Zelda game. This doesn't really feel like something that yeah. matches. That's something that matches the environment and the story, or even the story tonally. It just mm-hmm. it just feels so out of place. And it's a theme again that I like listening out of context on its own because I think it's a great right. composition. But in the context of the game, it just again it's that disconnect there mm-hmm. and. That's it's arguably my my single biggest issue with the game. Uh, you know, obviously Dak and I, um, you know, we've had some issues with the story as well. But like, you know, that soundtrack is definitely like if I had to choose one of those things to fit to amend, it would yeah. be that soundtrack. And you know, I was talking earlier about you know how Metroid music to me, you know, it's all about creating that fine line between diegetic and non-diegetic, and it would be going into those instrument and sound palettes first and foremost, and you know, finding sounds and samples. That both um, that double up both as melodies, but also can be reinterpreted as sounds that could potentially be emanating from the environment. That's actually one thing that I think the Emmy Zones do incredibly well in this game. Mm-hmm. I think the Emmy Zones uh, follow that rule very nicely. Yeah, I, I think I feel like Achilles' heel is, is too like strong of a descriptor, but uh, I, I feel like. The thing that's been lacking in the in the two Mercury Steam Metroid games for me has has been music because I actually I didn't love the music in Samus Returns either and I always bring this up um and and it just seems so odd to me how like you know we were talking about maybe they should have used a callback theme and like they did that in Samus Returns but like uh, I don't know if you guys have played this but like every time you go into like a heat area it like it blares that that Norfair theme at you and it just it seems like they like Mercury Steam or whoever's handling the music, it doesn't disconnect was a good word. It's like it, mm-hmm. they don't maybe um, realize why these Metroid themes hit the way they do when they do. Uh, so I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear like your guys's perspective on that for sure. Well, it, it's funny because um, the, the, the two of the tracks that I were taken down by Nintendo were um, the set, uh, central core phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Metroid Dread, and I actually did like those tracks. Uh, they they were they 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 had that nice industrial vibe that I like that I wanted, and um, 
there's like a weird like like a atonal um high pitch synth thing going on that at first i was like i'm not sure if i like this but i got used to it but i did remixes of those tracks with kind of a more of a prime instrumentation and everything right and i thought they sounded pretty good um and I thought, like, yeah, with a little bit of reworking, like, you know, yeah, there's something you could polish here and, and make make actually good. I absolutely but, um, loved your interpretation of the central court. I especially love, um, I think it's in the second phase. I love that Super Metroid alarm sample you put in there. I thought that was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that that was that was so cool. Like discovering that because, like, um, I you know, a couple of friends and I were going through the. The, that that sample library and and it was just like this sounds familiar and this sounds familiar you know that that's what happens with like uh the, the my, my my friend um infomaniac uh he did uh he helped run um like the, the he helps run the church of condo mm-hmm. uh and uh, they figured out all the samples for super mario 64 wow. which is just absolutely incredible and it's just like this plethora of all these different instruments, uh, <laughs> instruments, instruments, and and obscure sample libraries that no one's ever heard of, and and it's it's just kind of amazing how like these sounds are now living in infamy thanks to sound fonts and stuff, and mm. um, that's mm-hmm. uh, just kind of crazy. Especially like the you know the sitars like from a three thousand dollar synth. That's like and it's like the only preset that's used. Right. Um, you know. Uh, it's it's like a, a, a it's it's like an analog modeling sitar or something like that. So it's mm. like, why would you, you just just sample sitar? You know? It's yeah. Just... <laughs> it's funny you said that because I listened to uh, a green Brin- a, a YouTube video called Green Brinstar cover in Mario sixty four <clears throat> style, and uh, oh, I'm trying to really? look up who made it, but I, I I can't uh, find it right now, of course. But um, yeah, it sounded again. It sounded like wow, this is like Mario. This is it, it's incredible. <laughs> Um, so I, I have a question for both of you, and maybe Max will start with you this time. Do you guys have a track in the Metroid series, any game, that you're just like, why has this not come back? Why is this one track like never appeared in another Metroid game? Doom, I already know your answer. Uh, you just gave it. So I'll give yeah. you I'll give you mine but to give you some time to think. But I I love I'm going like all the way back to the very first Metroid game on the NES. I really, really dig the Ridley theme, like the do 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 do, like that theme. I think it's, I think it's like very like hostile and like it kind of threatening. Uh, and I'm, I'm constantly just like, man, like they gotta bring this back. Like they, they should remix it because there's, there's a Metroid Metal cover of it and it's awesome. And it's like, wow, this goes yeah. hard. Like this would be like a perfect kind of, I don't know, like final boss area or something like that. Do you guys have, like, is there that one track in any of the games that you're just like, this got to come back? Uh, for, I know, I know I'm putting uh, you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, the, the tracks that I like, um, uh, they're, they're, they, they're kind of like suited for the area. You know, like I, I, I love Torvis Bog, right. But I can't imagine that being played anywhere else except maybe like a, a smash stage, right? right. But like mm-hmm. maybe if it's like sped up or it got like drums to it or something, right? Um, but like a song that I like that would come back, um, you know that I never really gave that much thought. Maybe uh, 
Talon Overworld or, mm. or Frank Drana Drift Steps, maybe. Mm. Yes, I love that. That's such a groovy tune, the Depths yes, one. I yes. love it. Um, okay, well, to buy you guys more time for uh, to, to think, uh, uh, or for, for you to think, Lacey, Doom, uh, he just alluded to it. So uh, he, he's been championing the Criteria theme to come back like forever. And I agree. It's a great track. Yeah, it's it's easily like in my top five, top five, ten Metroid themes of all time. And, you know, I'm generally, you know, I generally prefer Metroid to stay away from some of the more orchestral elements. But I do think there are some exceptions. You know, we got the beautiful Skytown Elysia theme or the Artifact Temple from Prime, which is kind of like a combination of both those synthesized and orchestral elements. But I think um, I think a lot of the Super Metroid soundtrack does it well, uh, including this uh, Return oh, yeah, to Criteria yeah. theme. Mm. Um and the, the God, there's just something so, you know, there's something so triumphant, triumphant about it, like that just perfectly, you know, it's one of those few themes where it's not trying to emulate the environment, but it emulates the atmosphere so perfectly. Like you've, like you really feel like you've done your first lap. You really feel like this is the moment where everything starts to click, where the world starts to open up. And I think there's the, the track just so perfectly encapsulates, you know, that personal player emotion. It's, you know, it's less, it's. It's weird that it's called theme of Samus Galactic Warrior because I don't really associate that as a Samus theme. It feels more like a personal player theme for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Lacey, what you think? Any any track that you're just like, you know, why why is this not why is this not come back yet in a in a Metroid yeah. game? I have I have many thoughts. Um, oh yeah, all right. That's why I've been just trying to like narrow them down. I love Fendrana Drift so much. It would need to make sense. That piece just it it affects me when I hear people play it live, when I hear it in the remaster, like every single time I'm just oh, mm. I, I stop. I listen to it. It really like it it really hits me very, very well. Um I think it's one of those that suits the area beautifully. I think it complements the environment around it. I think it complements the, the pace and the playstyle of the game. It's just one of those that I'm like, that is such a successful composition. Yeah. Mm. I would love to see somehow, <laughs> whether it's just like a motif of Fendrana or if we happen to somehow go back to some area that could be Fendrana in some way. But like... I would love to hear something of that again. That mm. would really be amazing. Well, it's um, not it's not quite the same, but um uh Schwedler, uh, Lord Schwedler we were talking about earlier did mm -hmm. um a cover of Fendrana Drifts and Hunters that you can hear um in the second half of the Arcterra level. Uh, again, oh. it's not quite the, it's not quite the same cuz it's on the DS and you know you got, you know, yeah. very low yeah. low quality instruments on those yeah. tiny DS speakers, but yeah, it does it it has appeared again. I well, I just, track. I want it to appear again, yeah. again and again and again, because I and, love it. And I mean, I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it just, it just occurred to me that uh, Brio Ice has motifs. I, I was going to say, there's like kind of a weird remix in Metroid Prime 3, but it's, I, I agree, it's, like, it's, I, I could be very totally ambient. down. Yeah, ambient is a good word, but like, if, yeah. if there was like a an icy area in Metroid Prime 4, like, you couldn't yeah. convince me that they shouldn't incorporate that yeah. somehow. Like, yeah, bring it back. Even with new instrumentation, would yeah. be really cool. Yeah, yeah. S slightly off topic, but since we're talking about Fendrana, I'm I'm curious. Has anyone ever played um, Excite Truck? It was a launch title on the on the Wii <laughs> back in 2006. No. <laughs> no. Well, well, Kenji, yes. I'm a <laughs> nice. 
So uh, Kenji Yamamoto, um, as well as uh, Masaru Tajima, they both did uh, worked on Prime 3. They did the soundtrack for that game. And most of it mm-hmm. is kind of just uh, a rock and metal style soundtrack. But there are some synth patches from the Prime Trilogy that you can hear. And uh, the training mm-hmm. mode theme in particular has so many synth patches that appear in Fendrana as well as that Brio theme. And that just this talk just reminded me of all that. It's actually like really bizarre listening to the two. Who'd have thought? I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, who'd have thought Excite Truck in uh, in Metroid are, are sharing some DNA? But I guess that's uh, yeah. Check out go. yeah. Go on YouTube and uh, after the podcast and check out Excite Truck training <laughs> theme. Yeah, okay. Excite Truck training theme. Um, there's a there's another um, um, pre. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's Galaxy or something like that. That has um, like phase on mind stuff. Uh, like a, a or the the it's the outer space queue from Prime Three where you're like your ship goes by in the cutscene uh, mm-hmm. as you're transitioning between planets. That pad is used in the Excite Truck as well, yeah. and that's like a an emu thing, um, uh, uh, sound module. So uh, yeah, there's like that's what's so funny about like when you reuse sample libraries or gear and stuff, you end up like. So you end up you, you, there's no intent, right? You're just using these sounds, but you end up subconsciously bringing over these familiar sounds to these different titles. And I think it creates confusion a little bit, especially for people like us, where we're like, I've heard this before. Where, why have I, why does this sound familiar? Why does this sound? (laughs) I personally, I personally love it. I think it's awesome when I can connect dots like that. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was talking last week, I was playing like Metroid two on, uh, on Nintendo switch online. And like, there's those amazing like game boy sound effects that like, are in every single Game Boy title. You hit a Metroid, it makes like the like noise that's yeah. also in Wario Land and like Mario. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I love it too. That's so cool. Um, Lisa, no, I, did you I, have I, any more songs that you wanted to bring back, or you just kind of fit drawn as the the one? I have several. So I I also I know it's been done before, but I would love to hear Kraid in a new orchestrated style or in a new approach, basically. Yes. Um, it's such a cool song. I have such a crazy love affair with Kraid. Um, I mean, that should have been a Metro Dread, right? Like, uh, it should have yeah. literally. Th- he was you right got, there. You got the big guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I would love oh, to hear Kraid. Oh. Um, I love uh, Upper Brin Star from Super Metroid. Mm. Um, it has so many names, but that's the one that I know it by. Yeah, but. It just it's such a good area theme to just be used once as a crime, but I, agree. I don't know. Doom keeps telling me that they use it for the uh the multiplayer in Metroid Prime 2. Which they I do. Guess, I guess is true. Oh, that's right. But like does yes, anybody true. remember that? Not that's really. True. Like they need it needs yeah. to be in like the I remember game. it. I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's, um, in, yeah. it's in Smash too. That's true. You know, that that is true, but like That's true. It needs to come back in like an actual In a game. In a, yeah. in the area somewhere where again, yeah. that would have been a great track for like the forest area in Metro Dread. Like Yeah. I don't know what they yep. were what they were thinking. Um yeah. okay, well, uh we don't want to keep you guys for too long. I guess my last question for for you and us do you got anything else? Metro Prime 4 coming out. Uh not not impossible that we maybe like see a trailer for it uh, in the next couple months, especially with prime remaster just dropping it kind of seems like that might be like a good proof of concept for what to expect for metroid prime 4 just you can be as general or specific as you guys like but like what what are you hoping for when this game comes out um and uh max i we'll start with you max and just 
Like what? And it could be anything. Like in terms of music, in terms of gameplay, in terms of whatever. Like just what? What are you kind of hoping for when when this game finally, after all everything, comes out? Uh, I I want I want to have a game that just is no live service, no oh. <laughs> like just give me a fun time. Just just show me what like games are meant to be, which is just immersing yourself into the world as a player character and and appreciating the story and appreciating the music and the artistic intent that went into making this game. That's what I want. I don't want anything that detracts from my enjoyment from the game and 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 makes me question my purchase. Um, and 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 that's 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 all I could ever ask on. Yeah, hey, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lacey, same question. What uh, what you hoping for? I want a complete game. <laughs> I would yeah. like something piggybacking that is not DLC to finish the story that has been thought through, that feels like it's within the the franchise but could still be its own game. That's a big mm. critique for Nintendo sequels lately that I have. Um I want it to just to be a concept that's executed because just like Max said, when the game has no idea what it is, it's so obvious to the consumer, to the player. And I think that it should just do what Metroid does so well in that it creates its own genre. Is it horror? Is it action? Is it sci-fi? Is it fantasy? Is it everything? Tell me. You know, like, I don't want to have to guess where it belongs within, like, every other game that I'm playing. I want Metroid to just be the amazing, like, space fantasy whatever that it is. And Mm -hmm. just immerse us, be a full game, and just be unapologetic. Because that's the most fun way for me. I'm very easy to please, but that's, like, the most fun way to experience a game. Is when it feels like... It's a complete piece of work with a vision. Yeah, I I can't disagree with any of that. It's uh, I, I think I think we might I think we might see something soon, which seems surreal. I hope so, considering <laughs> the road we've been on. Uh, did you guys get a chance to play uh, remastered Metro Prime remastered? Yes. Loving it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. It's yeah. to see a game that looks like that on the it Nintendo Switch. It looks so Switch. good. It yeah, so good. I love it. I was pretty convinced that Metroid Prime Four was was coming out on like the Switch Two or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Until I saw, I, I think that still could be on the table. But when I saw Prime Remastered, it's like, holy smokes! Like this is, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. It, um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful addition mm. to the games we already have and the ports we already have. So it's it's so nice. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Prime well, Remastered. I was gonna say, primary masters is credible. Um, just uh, make sure to credit your dev team next time, Nintendo. Yeah, that that's yeah, a big that was part. pretty. Yeah. That was pretty slimy. Yeah. That's true. And and true it's that. surprising that it's not been patched yet because it seems like such an easy thing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah. really does. <laughs> I, I've been thinking of an idea for my YouTube channel of like making a video where I'll like just write additional music to go with another staff role of the OG credits. Yeah. So that way, it's like, hey. You could. This is a, this is a simple solution. Just yeah. just add a little extra length to the video file, or, or a couple extra strings to to the to the credits. It, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, so I haven't got a chance to play it. I've seen Vinny play it a lot on live stream. Um, Vinny Vinesauce and uh, 
I, I think it looks phenomenal. I think Retro did a really, really amazing job. Uh, yeah. I, I made a video on my on my YouTube channel about the you know my reaction to the, the staff not getting credited. Um, but the whole uh, I I, I uh, you know uh, going through the assets, uh, looking uh, with uh, my friends who are, again uh, Antidote and everyone working on the uh, the uh, Metaforce uh, engine and everything, they were also looking through the you know the assets and everything, and it was just so cool seeing everything like more stuff was making sense in terms yeah. of like the developmental history of the game and 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 and, and uh, we got the, the original file name uh, file names for the sounds and everything so that was really cool uh, and, and 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 understanding like uh, and, and getting to hear like sounds in stereo for the first time that like that was really like it, you could appreciate the thought and care that was put into it as a result. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that that's what's got me, you know, whenever I eventually get my hands on it, you know, that's what I'm really looking forward to most is seeing, seeing like, this is, this is made by a team who actually cares. And I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Very well said. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for contributing uh, and making this, this track whole, making it real, making it sound like it's from a Metroid game and just... Uh, for making for making it awesome, it, it sounds absolutely incredible. And Doom, thank you for putting the whole thing together. I, I think yeah. you did a great job, and, and you deserve uh, to pat yourself on the back, my friend. So, yeah, there, there you go. Um, so yeah, we are gonna get out of here. Um, but of course, uh, we want we want to let everybody know where they can check you out uh, all across the internet. What kind of projects you got upcoming, Lacey? Uh, why don't you kick us off? Where could we find you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on just about every social media. Uh, I'm at Lacey Johnson Music on everything. On Twitter, I'm at Lacey J Music because it wouldn't fit. Um, <laughs> I'm on tour right now, so I'm coming to Wisconsin next weekend at the Midwest Gaming Classic. You can see me performing oh, nice. there. And then I'm coming to VGM Con in Minnesota in a couple weeks in Minneapolis. And then I'm also doing a show in LA uh, at the end of April. So pretty much I'm coming to a lot of cities. So yeah. Follow me on social media and you can kind of see uh, I will be probably coming somewhere near you in the near future. Just <laughs> stay tuned for that. Yeah. yeah. I okay. unfortunately will not be in LA until early May. So I'm just going to ah. miss that. I think. Ah. Dang it. <laughs> By a week, but that's okay. Now check okay. out super Nintendo world while you're there. That's true. Yeah. I, I can't afford that yet. That's, that's a couple years away. That's Another years time. Away. I'll, I'll come, I'll come <laughs> when Metroid world is built for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Day one. Uh, yeah. Max, what about you? Uh, well, uh, I have my YouTube channel. Um, I have, uh, uh, several videos in the process. I got my, uh, Castlevania Cynthia of the night video coming up. Um, Ooh. and, yes. uh, I also have, uh, I'm working on my, my Metroid inspired, uh, LP. Um, and that's that's been a slow cooking process, but uh, um, it's uh, I'm I'm looking forward. To, I, I really think this year is going to be when it's going to be released. So um, I'm debating if I'm going to start a Kickstarter for that or not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but uh, but if you want to uh, support me, I have a Patreon. Um, so just Patreon.com/slash/Cinemax, or uh, and of course you can check out my YouTube channel. Uh, Cinemax Music, uh, and uh, and I have a Bandcamp, uh, and that's Cinemax.Bandcamp.com, and that's where I have, you know, my original music as well as uh, some of the Metroid Prime inspired stuff there. So mm. yeah, 
Awesome. Well, you also have your uh, not to not to double plug, but you also have your own <laughs> podcast as well, don't you, Max? <laughs> oh yes, of course. Yes, I have the the Bits and Knob podcast with uh, my partner chauffeur, and uh, we just did our, I believe our ninth episode, and uh, it's been great. I, I've uh, very happy with how uh, just getting the positive reception from that, you know, and um, it, it's it, uh, so. Th- thank you, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because I'm a big fan of that podcast. Like, you should plug that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, it's 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 always like uh, – it's it's uh, it, it was just a really cool idea of like, well, let's let's talk about music and video games. and Because and, 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 it was amazing, like, playing Silent Hill and, like, going like, oh, my God, there's all these references to Sonic Youth and stuff. And, <laughs> and it's like it, – it's like, this is cool. There's Portishead posters in the diner. You know, this is cool. Like uh, this is the merging of the, these two amazing worlds, and 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 getting to talk with with Z Time and everything, and and hearing how he was inspired by Prince and 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 all these amazing people and stuff, and how that you can kind of get that sensibility listening to uncivilized groups, and 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 you know, so it just seeing this lineage and everything, and the, how everything's connected, it, it, it you know, that's what kind of is the whole idea behind that podcast is kind of like bringing to light all these amazing things that. Uh, inspire us in our creative journey mm-hmm. ah, that sounds awesome uh well yeah definitely go check that out uh check out uh check out patreon check out youtube and like it like they said they're everywhere and they're making awesome music everywhere that they go so make sure that you are, are giving them a follow um and that my friends is gonna wrap it up so we are going to get out of here we would love if you guys could check us out on twitter we are at omega metroid pod here we go. I am at Spateri316. Doom is at Doom Little Cross. Lacey is at Lacey J Music. And Max is at Cinemax. So go and, go and throw us all a follow. Uh, keep a lock to the Omega Metroid podcast for uh, for all your Metro news. Recommend us to that Metroid fan in your life. And uh, wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe. You know the drill. Um, until next week, everybody, we're going to be streaming on, on YouTube. So check it out. We're going to try and do this consistently at the same time that we did this week. So got we got some got some fun stuff going on uh thank you guys again for joining with us and, and helping us uh kick off this this new era of the podcast check out the theme it's over on bandcamp the links can be everywhere download 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 it's it's fire straight fire so make sure that you have it we will see everybody next week take care <laughs>